is no longer really an opportunity or choice, it's an imperative. To telling the story, how do we make sure that um, you know we're taking full advantage of any and all assets that are on the, the grid and at customer premises? Welcome everybody to the EI360 podcast. My name is Sandy Coughlin and I'm joined with David Swink, our CEO here at an Exchange. David, this month we have had really packed full of wonderful guests and information regarding digital twins. We visited our digital operations center. We went to our energy yard, talking about connecting physical assets on the grid. We talked with Lynn and really kind of brushed the subject of interoperability. And today, David, we have an equally amazing guest. I'm so excited to hear his point of view and I'm gonna let you introduce him. Well, Sandy, thank you. And I think every week, Sandy, we probably are saying we're excited about our guests because uh, yeah. every week it's like we have individuals that really bring such insightful you know, uh, thoughts to the subject matter, especially that we're talking about now on digital twins. And so it's been really uh, exciting to hear the different insights and, um, Ted Wilmus, who's with us today, is going to share with us more insights into this world of digital twins and graph technology. And so, Ted, uh, you know, thank you for joining us today. It's great to have you with us. And Ted is uh, the lead architect for the NX EI360 platform. And, uh, you know, Ted, I, I, before you know, we ask you a few questions, just to kind of share some introductory comments and thoughts. Uh, you know, a statement that I've heard, uh, it's not my quote, but it's a quote I've heard, that the way we think about our past uh, informs us uh, what we think is possible uh, today and in the future. And I think that is so true about organizations. You know, I think all of us know we get stuck in paradigms in uh, our worlds. I think as leaders, uh, it sometimes is very difficult to uh, even get our heads around some of the ideas such as digital twins and machine learning and artificial intelligence, graph technology, and so forth. Uh, John C. Maxwell, Ted, once wrote a book called The, Law, the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And the first law uh, in that book was the law of the lid. And he talks about how each one of us have, you know, basically lives in our lives. You know, in other words, that lid being how far we can think outside the box or see into the future. And, you know, I, I, I got to say, you know, Ted, one of the things that has taken me probably years to learn and realize, and I should have learned it a lot sooner in my life, is that it's people like you that help uh, people like myself and others raise our lid or to remove the lid. Uh, I really would encourage in many ways our audience, especially those who are sitting in leadership roles, to uh, really understand that uh, today with the exponential capabilities of technologies and things like digital twins, um, to really embrace individuals like you and others who understand these technologies, understand the impact they can have on organizations, and enable that to, to really raise our lids, to empower us to do things we never thought possible before. And so I want you to know, you know Ted, you, you've done that for NX, and for that we want to say thank you, and we appreciate you and everything that you bring uh, to NX and what you continue to bring. And, and really with that in mind, you know, one of the things I really would like to start with, Ted, is from your perspective, uh, you know, you're, you, 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 you live this, you see it, you understand it. And I know probably there's times you want 
so much for other people to hear it and understand it as well. But I'd really like for you to begin with just sharing with uh, the audience how impactful uh, a digital twin can be in this world of digitization, you know, smart everything. And not only how impactful it can be, but how important really graph technology is to that construct of a digital twin. So with that, Ted, again, great to have you here. And I'll, I'll turn it over to you to expand upon those questions. Oh, I appreciate it, David. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I think uh, the way that I think about the digital twin and, and software in general is that when we're building a software application, and this has been true throughout the history of software applications, we're really trying to build a model of something. In the case of a digital twin, we're trying to build a model of usually something that's in the physical world. So in our case, uh, an electrical grid, maybe if you work for for Boeing, it's an airplane um, or something like that. And the higher fidelity that we make that model in software, the more that we can do with it. So if we can build an incredibly high fidelity model, we can use it for reporting, analytics, alerts, all sorts of different things that are incredibly important to actually operating these things in the physical world. And one of the enabling technologies that I think uh, is, of course, a little bit newer here is that when you're building a model, um, you want to make uh, have tools that are well adapted to uh, kind of how you would actually really lay that out in the real world. And so that's where graph databases can come into play here. So if you think about an electrical grid, if you drew it up on a whiteboard, what would you draw? You would draw a graph. You can put that same data in a relational database, of course, but in a graph database, there's less of an impedance mismatch between kind of that physical reality and how you're modeling it in the database. And so when you can marry those two things up, it really gives a lot of expressivity uh, to the developers and the other folks that are ultimately using the system, the end users, to be able to actually inquire and search and query that model in a very natural way. So. The digital twin idea is something that's, you know, basically actually as old as software itself. It's, you know, people were trying to replicate things in the real world, you know, put together a bill of materials for the Saturn V rocket. That was one of the first graph databases. Um, so it's not a new concept, um, but I think we're in a particular spot that's very exciting from the databases that we have uh, access to at this point and all the other technologies. So it's really these things that we have now are quite the enabler to, to moving these digital twins forward. Yeah, I love that, Ted. And I think, you know, one of the three areas, of course, as a company we talk a lot about is just the importance of that whole digital twin, this nodal graph architecture, uh, real-time uh, database mm -hmm. capabilities, uh, energy cloud, a lot of things we use to kind of define this. Uh, is it so important to where we're going with, you know, these concepts of DERMS, distributed energy resource management, where we're managing energy resources in an aggregate way. Mm -hmm. And then of course, even, even perhaps broader, this, this idea of virtual, you know, power plants where mm -hmm. we're beginning to really expand the capabilities to reach beyond the meter and, and again, to, you know, work with assets, loads. Uh, like HVAC equipment and to really begin to increase the efficiency, you know, of the overall grid architecture. You know, one of the things that really excites I, me about this, Ted, is 
just how one, uh, I think everyone in the industry would agree that there's, it's, a, it's, it's kind of an inefficient process uh, in many ways. And, uh, you know, as we look at things like line loss and load factor, it speaks to that. But we have the ability to use these new technologies to do things that, that we've never done before. Mm-hmm. And for, for the, those who are listening today, Ted, because I'm sure for you, these things seem so almost straightforward. You know, mm-hmm. you know you, for you, you, you're able to see very clearly the impacts and the effects of, you know, this type of technology. But share with folks, you know, just how they can get started in this journey. You know, you know how to begin this journey of the digital world that we live in and the smart everything. You know, from your perspective, you know, how does that look? And what do we say to people who are just overwhelmed by this? Yeah, I think it's, a, it's to a certain extent, you know, our, our horizons kind of get set at a fixed distance. So in many cases, I think it's a matter of showing people uh, the possibility and really extending those those horizons out further. And so uh, in the case of, of, of digital twins, one of the key enablers of the digital twin is actually integrating many different data sources. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, one, one thing that's helpful to do, I think, with people is if you sit down, many people are in enterprises are dealing with many different siloed systems. That's not a new thing. That's been how it has been for a long time. Um, and there's been efforts previously, data warehousing and now data lake uh, efforts to kind of consolidate that data. And in many cases, that consolidation uh, ends up being the heart of a digital twin, because in many cases, enterprises have a lot of data that they may need for a digital twin, but it's spread in many different places. But if you can get people together who are traditionally maybe using five different systems for something, or they have an outage managed system over here, they have the SCADA system over here, and start to lay out some of the possibilities and real world use cases that they'd be able to do much more efficiently if that data was consolidated within a digital twin, it's usually uh, pretty straightforward for people to make that connection and say, oh, okay, I know I have that over here. I know I have this over here. But if we bring it together, which they may not have thought that that was even possible, potentially, if you can break that wall down and say, no, we can bring it together, then you start to really get the juices flowing and they can start to think of all sorts of different ideas. Um, So I think it's kind of just helping them get over that initial stumbling block that's easy to get into if you've just been kind of working in that siloed world for so many years. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice, Ted. And, you know, Ted, I, I, as I listen to you, I'm, I'm reminded that one, we are so excited as a company to have the technology that we have this, you know, what we, we now have a patent on the technology, the platform as we define it, this uh, EI360 energy intelligence platform. Um, but I'm also reminded that it's not just about the technology. It is truly about people like you who, um, you know, bring that innovation, bring these insights. You know, I would want those who are our current clients and those who are prospective clients to really, you know, appreciate as I know we do, that uh, what makes NX really, really strong and makes us where we have something very impactful in the market is not just, you know, our patent technology, but, but, but people like yourself who have the ability to, to bring that knowledge, that understanding. And I go back to that law of the lid you know, you're raising the lid. Other people in our organization are raising the lid of NX, which in turn, you know, is raising the lid for 
for you know our company and for our clients we serve. We were yesterday, Ted, in Alabama meeting with some folks, some clients, and a young man was there and sharing, you know, this new technology of metaverse, you know, where, you know, the 3D world and, you know, what's happening in that space. And, you know, of course, we're looking at that as well and chat GPT and just, you know, machine learning, all these things we know are converging today. And he made the comment uh, and he was very excited. He said, it's a great time to be alive. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for, for folks like myself and probably others that are in my same generation, they're probably saying it's, it's, a, it's a very a time of anxiety because it's so fast paced and it's moving so quickly. But, you know, when we have people like you and have other people, you know, like Sandy here and others in our organization who bring such amazing talent, uh, you bring tremendous inspiration uh, to myself and I think to others. And uh, what our hope is, is that what we're doing will be very impactful and meaningful for a lot of our clients. So, you know, I just want you to know, we appreciate you and thank you for all that you're doing. And uh, we'll have to have you come back and continue to take a deeper dive on some of these things. But Sandy, with that, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you. Awesome. Thank you, Ted. Uh, I just want to well, say, David, we're so lucky. We have amazing relationships. Ted, you. what you shared with us, you do help us constantly look beyond that fixed horizon. And we are grateful for the relationship that Xperia brings to, to an exchange. And we are grateful for our audience. Thank you so much for joining us today. And that is it. See you next time.